Welcome to Thriving Your Love, a podcast where we will guide and help you improve your most precious relationships in life. This podcast is produced and hosted by certified emotionally focused therapist, Claudio Vargas Silva, licensed marriage and family therapist, and Trisha Kim Walsh, also licensed marriage and family therapist. Welcome back listeners to Thriving Your Love. We have a great episode for you today, and it's all about emotions, which is appropriate because we are certified emotionally focused therapists. And what better way is to talk more deeply about an introduction of emotions, because Claudio, we're going to be dedicating future episodes to talking about each emotion and how it is experienced for a pursuer and experienced for a withdrawer and how it can be demonstrated in the cycle. So we've got a great episode today, just with introduction of emotions and how they play out in conflict. And it's very important to notice all of us have emotions. Now, for some reason, many people think that emotions are not helpful and they try to get rid of their emotions. The thing is that it's impossible. We cannot get rid of them. If we didn't have emotions, we could not have relationships. We didn't know what to do because emotions give us a sense of where we have to go, what we have to do. So they are very important. Like people who, for some reason, they didn't feel accepted by their emotions they lack self-confidence. They don't trust their emotions. And sometimes they have a difficulty taking action, making decisions because they don't trust that voice that there is inside of them that kind of point to them which direction they should go. Sometimes they are in a situation that they don't feel safe, but they don't trust that sense, that voice inside of them, and they get in trouble many times when they try to hide from their emotions. They don't accept their emotions, is that they repress their emotions. And it's very sad because when they repress, they are not aware of what is happening to them. They are not in contact with whom they are. So it's very important to accept we are emotional beings. We were designed to have emotions. They give meaning to our lives. They have a voice that tell us where we should go. And the more we get in touch with our emotions, the more we become emotional intelligent. Exactly, Claudio. It's also a reminder to normalize and validate emotions. And that's what we do as emotionally focused therapists. And we dedicate our workshops to helping our couples have a new relationship to emotions rather than being fearful or angry at emotions. We have a relationship to emotions as a way of navigating how we are closer and more deeply connected to our partner. In other words, Claudio, it's a survival mechanism, right? That it is a guide 
to helping us know what we're needing and what we're not needing. And in fact, emotions can really give us great boundaries in the same way when you watch a toddler, right? For those of you who are parents, you can see the needs of the child. There is no holding back what a toddler is feeling. Toddler will let you know exactly what they're feeling and what they are not feeling. And that's the preciousness of children is there's an uncensored way that they present in the world. They're very emotional. You will know what they're feeling, even if language has not been developed. So in the moments of the cycle, and we've talked about the negative cycle in our past episode, we want to emphasize that when we feel immediately disconnected by our partner and whether you identify as a pursuer or a withdrawer, you are flooded with emotions and how you have a relationship to your emotions will be significant to how you behave on them and how do you show up in the relationship. Yes. And I want to point out something that you said that is so important. Like what you said about children. Children that have these uh, huge emotions, right? If they are angry, they are really angry. If they are sad, they cry and they make a big fuss. And the way that parents relate to their children's emotions might help them to be emotionally intelligent and also to regulate their emotions, know how to show those emotions in the future in an appropriate way. So what happens many times, like when parents see a child angry, they might punish the child because of the anger or scold the child because of the anger. So the child is learning a message. You shouldn't be assertive. You shouldn't set boundaries. So many people later in life, they have difficulties uh, setting boundaries because they think, well, if I set a boundary, if I tell someone, oh, you should stop here, you shouldn't cross this limit here that I'm putting here, that means I'm a bad person. I'm not friendly, right? So it takes that person's capacity of setting boundaries. So it's very interesting what Aristotle said. And I, I forget now because he said something so wise about anger. He said that there's no problem with anger. The thing with anger is how to be angry, how to express that anger the right time, the right way to the right person. So we see here emotions, they are good, and the thing is how to deal with them, right? So it's very important to accept our emotions. We see that when parents reject their ch children's emotions, like for example, a, a child is crying, the parent says, don't cry. What happens with that child? The child thinks, well, there's something wrong about my sadness, about my tears. And this is going to be a person who is going to be fearful of the sadness. When the person sees sadness in themselves, oh my goodness, this can get out of control. I can get too depressed. I, I might not be able to handle my sadness. And people might not be able to handle my sadness too, because if my parents didn't handle my sadness, how can I trust that I can show this sadness, that it's safe to tell someone? And this is how people become really shut down 
how they create a wall since they are children because they are afraid that people will accept their feelings. And this is what we do in emotionally focused therapy, right friend? Because we help people to become emotionally intelligent, to use their emotions. As Aristotle said, the right way at the right moment, the right person and knowing how to express in an intelligently way that is going to actually bring closeness, that will come bring people close together. Because when we show our emotions, that causes connection. We actually are taking the wall away. We are creating a bridge that helps us to come closer to the people whom we love. Yes, Gladio. And as you mentioned, the Aristotle quote, it is anger is a gift. That we can really acknowledge taking it a step further is that emotions are a gift and that we hope as you listen to this and really take in how you may be communicated by various relationships in your life, what it meant in the relationship if you did show emotion, because to show emotion, Claudio, is also to show vulnerability. It's to really show trust is as I'm sharing something that's happening inside of me, I'm hoping that you can hold it. I'm hoping that you can hold my heart is really what I feel as a pursuer. And so if I feel that you are not holding my heart and being beside me and the challenges of the world, then I'm going to react upon my soft emotions, the soft emotions of sadness, loneliness, and hurt and fear, which I may not want the world to see how insecure that I might be feeling inside, how not good enough I'm feeling inside, that anger can be a, a much more safe emotion for us to respond to, Claudio. Mm -hmm. And we'll be talking about anger in another, in a future episode. But today we're really naming about the dilemma. And you've heard me say this, right? Listeners is the pursuer is often going to react upon the conflict. The withdrawer is going to keep it inside to hide the emotions. So you won't see emotion. And you may hear, remind, be reminded, I talked about fire and ice. I want you to think about how someone who is identified as a pursuer is going to be reactive in their emotions. You're gonna see a lot of emotion. You're gonna see a lot of intensity intensity, almost like the volcano has erupted. And now you're not getting a chance to see the wide ranges of emotions that are happening inside. You're seeing the frustration. You're seeing the explosion of the injustice of something happened to me. And I want you to really get it. Whereas the withdrawers emotions are, it's not safe for me to show my own emotional experience because now I'm forced to hear all about your emotional needs, nothing about me or nothing about how I'm trying to show up for the relationship. So I really want listeners to think about how emotions, how pursuers and withdrawers have a different relationship to emotions and how important it is for you, the listeners to understand the differences. There's nothing wrong with these differences. It is important for you to pause and reflect on how do you have a relationship with emotions? How are you showing them in a way that really lets your partner know what's happening inside of you is very different than what's happening on the outside? It's very good that you pointed out the difference between the pursuer 
the withdrawal, in terms of the expression of emotions, what I see is that people, they are not very aware of their emotions. And this is what we do in the Hold Me Tight workshop and also in therapy. We help them to get in touch with their emotions. And it takes time. At the beginning, they can see very easily, for example, anger. And sometimes the withdrawal doesn't see anything, right? They are very rational and logical. And this is something that gets the preserver crazy because when the withdrawal is talking about the story, the content, and trying to prove their point, it's like, I am right and you are wrong. And it right. feels like so invalidating to the preserver. And the preserver becomes frustrated with the disconnection. And the preserver becomes angry. And when they talk to the withdrawer, the withdrawer notices the anger. The withdrawer does what? Withdraws and puts a wall that the preserver feels so distant, so rejected. And then the preserver becomes even angrier. Now, we try to distill the anger. We try to find out what is underneath the anger. And this is actually what Aristotle said. And I think that Aristotle, if he would know nowadays emotionally focused therapy, he would love it because he would see that we work trying to, to find the hurt. We try to find the sadness that is underneath the anger. And now when the withdrawal listens to that, well, I am angry because I love you. And I'm feeling so away from you, so disconnected from you. And it seems like you are not here with me. And you are so important to me. And it's so painful, so painful. And then I protest. But I protest because inside of me, I'm missing you. I feel distant from you because you're really important to me. So it's interesting because when the withdrawal listens to that... The withdrawal is like, oh, that's what happens. I didn't know that. And I even have seen withdrawers saying in, in therapy, well, she didn't tell me that. You know, I, I didn't know about that. And then it kind of brings them closer. And the same thing for the withdrawer. When the withdrawer says, oh, you know, the, the thing is that I was kind of really afraid of us getting disconnected. And I was feeling kind of so hurt inside. And I thought that you didn't love me the way I am. I was afraid of losing you because you're so important to me. When the preserver listens, oh my goodness, that is what it is. We're afraid of losing me. Oh, that means I am important to you. It feels good in my ears, right? So then we see like how they start connecting. So the thing is how to distill what is happening with them, how to get inside of them and help them to communicate those tender feelings. And when they communicate these tender feelings and emotions, they come closer to each other. That is what emotionally focused therapy is. It's kind of bringing people together through vulnerability, through communicating those soft emotions, those emotions that for the preserver is underneath the anger and for the withdrawal is underneath the numbness. Beautiful, Claudio. I want to take a moment just to reflect on what you demonstrated because 
listeners pay attention to what Claudio's examples were coming from the heart. So a way to really pay attention to your emotional experience. And a lot of my couples say, Trish, we want techniques. We want tools. We want you to fix it. Come on, couples therapists, give it to us. And I say, I get it. And you already have it. It's inside of you. It's your emotional experience that comes from your heart. It's the softness where the emotions lie, putting hand over your heart as Dr. Kristen Neff, who does a lot of self-compassion work, listen to the human experience that we all go through is that vulnerability that tells you, I don't know if I want to share this in the service of your loving relationship is you're moving toward connection when you go in your heart. So what we say, Claudio, sometimes we've talked about this in our workshops and in our trainings is we go in the elevator and we drop down to our hearts. We go in the elevator and we drop down into our hearts, not from our head, because the emotions thinking through the emotions is going to do something to disconnect you from really being able to see what this is really about, Claudio. Thriving your love is about a heart matter. Exactly. Yeah. So well said. Yeah. What we are explaining is that the connection, connection, human connection, feeling really attached and close to another person comes through vulnerability, through the expression of the emotions. So we need to be aware of these emotions. As you said, get the elevator down, knowing what is inside you. And people, sometimes they are afraid because it seems so risky. Like what we said at the beginning of the podcast today, that in our childhoods, many times we felt rejected for our emotions. Imagine a child that is crying and a parent who says, well, if you keep on crying, I'm going to give you a reason to cry. So the child is learning, well, it's not safe. There's something wrong about my emotions. The child even feels ashamed for having emotions and think, well, there's something wrong about me. And if, if my parents don't accept my emotions, no one will accept. So people kind of start to close off. Not only that, you know, uh, what happens is that in some families, people don't talk about emotions and people just talk about situations, the context, but they don't really, they don't have language for emotions. What happens is that people come to relationships and they have a difficulty connecting. And this is what we help people to really kind of know themselves, be able really to tune in, to express those emotions. And when they do that, they become more connected, more attached to each other. Yes, Claudio. And I think about the acronym A-R-E. Are you there for me? Hold me tight. Don't let me go. Let me know that I'm important to you. And some reminders with our listeners, as we always like to give you uh, pearls of wisdom to take away with you is A-R-E. This is from Dr. Sue Johnson's Hold Me Type book, his accessibility. Can I know that you're going to be there for me when things are difficult? And then responsiveness. Are you going to care and respond to me? Come to me close. Let me know that I'm not alone in this and that the engagement, which is the E in A-R-E, 
the engagement is like that we're, we're in this together. We're going to have this shared relationship that lets me know that I'm important to you and that you're invested in me, that you are doing everything you can to be there for me, A-R-E. And that is one of the exercises we do in our Hold Me Tight workshop. And that really helps a couple know where they're starting. It's actually a survey that we give to couples that they get a chance to see where they're starting. And by the end of the workshop, they have seen a significant improvement and that they are each able to say, yes, my partner is absolutely there for me. Yeah. So we want to thank you one more time for tuning into our workshop. We want to invite you to continue listening because we are going to have every week a different one. And also this uh, podcast is not only audio, it's video as well. So you can see on YouTube and in my channel, on my YouTube channel, and also in the major uh, podcast sites. So thank you so much for tuning in. Yes, we love having you here. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. We hope you'll join us soon again for our next episode of Thriving Your Love.